This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Well, there are primary elections going on in New York. We are rapidly approaching the final day of voting. And one of the defining characteristics of the municipal primaries in New York City is that this is only the second citywide round of primary elections that's ever been conducted using ranked choice voting. Now, I am a longtime supporter of ranked choice voting. I have been advocating for its adoption and usage for over two decades. And the problem that I seem to run into in New York and in other jurisdictions where they've found this is people don't understand it. They don't understand how it works. They get a little confused by strategic advice that certain candidates may give them, and they're not necessarily sure how the votes are counted. Well, going into such a busy primary season in New York and seeing what other jurisdictions around the country are doing and seeing that other places are considering adopting this, it sounds like it might be a good idea to give folks a reminder about how this works. One of the organizations that has done a great job trying to educate people about this has been the AARP, and I am very pleased to welcome to the program Kevin Jones, the Associate State Director of the AARP for Advocacy here in New York. Kevin, thanks for joining me on the radio. Thanks for having me. It's great to see you. So boil it down for us as simply as we can. What exactly is ranked choice voting? Sure. So um, a lot of people actually think of it as an instant runoff. So basically what it means is you are able to rank up to five choices in your order of preference. However, you don't have to rank all five. So the way it works is you would take candidate A, mark them number one, candidate B, mark them number two, and so on, all the way down to your fifth choice. <clears throat> and while, the, uh, while they're tabulating the votes, the city will see if anyone has above 50% of first choice votes. If somebody does have above 50%, they stop count, they, they stop, they don't go to the next choices for folks, that person has won that primary, because remember, ranked choice voting is only in effect in primary elections. If nobody has above 50%, what the city does then, the Board of Elections takes out the lowest uh, uh, total person, so whoever has come in last in the first round of voting, and all of the folks that voted for that person, the city looks at who they picked second, and they distribute those votes throughout the remaining candidates. And if that gets somebody above 50%, that person has won the primary in that race. And they keep doing that <clears throat> until they've exhausted all five choices for folks. And that, so that's why people think of it as an instant runoff. So instead of you having to go back and vote again to get someone over 50%, the city just asks you right when you go in to vote, 
or if you're voting from home by mail, you do it right on your ballot and the city has uh, the ability to do an instant runoff. Based on uh, and based on that, I think that's one of the de- the defining benefits of it is that you save the cost of a runoff election. It used to be if you had an election for mayor or public advocate or controller, you'd 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 have to have a whole second election for a runoff, including elections that very few people would turn out. And now with ranked choice voting, those days are over. A lot of people right. will uh, will ask the question though. Why not just stick with the simple system that most of them have grown up with of just regular voting? Whoever gets the most votes wins. I I realize you're not necessarily taking a position of pro rank choice voting or not, but just really telling people how to do it. But just so folks understand the argument, why did we need to change anything? So in, a, in the races, and I think particularly in New York City, and this happens in a lot of areas where um, in a lot of the races, it, they're, um, they end up where the primary is more determinative of who wins the election than the general uh, because of the voter registration numbers in certain areas of the city. So the, what ranked choice voting does when you have five, six, seven candidates, it actually, um, the argument is that it actually makes a better um, effort to represent the will of the voters. So if you have somebody who has, um, you know, 10% of the vote, but they, there are 15 other candidates, the person who gets through without ranked choice voting or without a runoff may only have the support of 10 or 11% of the electorate. So the, uh, the, the goal of ranked choice voting is to get a better representation, particularly in um, races where there's a lot of candidates. Of, of who the electorate actually prefers. Because if you remember, in our mayoral race in 2021, we had quite a few candidates. We had four, five, six candidates that people considered to be pretty serious uh, candidates in the races, um, in that race. So ranked choice voting just allows the Board of Elections to get a better sense of who folks prefer um, in, in those situations. Understood. Now, even when people understand how to vote, they vote for their the candidate they like the most first and then uh, then so on and so forth for second, third, fourth and fifth. A lot of people are a little bit confused about how the the counting works and how the elimination from different rounds works. And that can tend to uh, confuse people a little bit. Is there any more clarification you can offer as to how the tabulation works exactly? And what might happen if say your first candidate, your first choice candidate is eliminated and your second choice candidate is eliminated. How, How does that go once candidates start getting eliminated exactly? Yeah, I think it, sometimes when I think of it, it's just it's easier for me to understand if I think of it with very, very low numbers. So if there are only five voters, for example, and we hope that there are more than five voters in, in any of these races, but if there are only five voters, um, you know, you, you only have to get up to three votes in that scenario to, to get above the 50% and to win, right? So if all five people were to vote for all five voters were to vote for different people, um, the person, or I would say, yeah, or, or you know, the in that case, I guess it would be. <laughs> I apologize. That place, you would you would have uh, a tie. But if if let's say there were four four candidates got a vote in that situation, um, once you eliminate one, the the person who did not get any votes in that scenario, 
the you you get to go look at the second place vote um, for the candidates that got elim- for the candidate that got eliminated, right? So you're actually just adding to the number. So someone that got one vote in that scenario, then they get a second one. So their total um, every time somebody gets eliminated, one of the candidates, the totals for the other candidates move up. And you just keep inching your way up. I think it was three or four rounds last year in the mayor's race before they find, before uh, Mayor Adams finally got above that 50% margin. So it's just like I said, imagine it's, it's the opportunity to go in and say, okay, this candidate's no longer in the race. They didn't get enough votes on election day or through the process. You just don't have to go back. You're just kind of filling it out in advance. Um, the other thing I want, want to make sure people understand is that you can't actually use your votes multiple times for a single candidate. So if you were to vote for the same candidate, um, you know, and rank them first, second, third, uh, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, something like that, only your first choice would count. So that that's the thing to remember. I'm- now, you don't, if you only want to support one candidate, you can just mark one, and that's fine. That would be similar to uh, voting in an election and then not going to run, uh, excuse me, to vote in the runoff. So you you have some options. You don't have to choose five times. In some cases, there may be only three candidates. So, <clears throat> like I said it's the the great thing about it um, in terms of of the process is that you know, like I said, imagine it as a runoff where you only have to show up and fill and wait in line and do all that one time. And you know, one of the th- the most hotly contested races that we're seeing in Manhattan is a city council race, a Democratic primary. And in that race, two of the candidates, uh, Youssef Salam and uh, Al- Assemblyman Al Taylor, are sort of using ranked choice voting to say to all their supporters. Definitely don't vote for Inez Dickens. Vote for us. Vote for me first. Vote for him second. Just don't rank Inez Dickens. Dickens is telling her supporters, only vote for me. Don't rank anyone else. What strategically makes sense for voters as they go to vote today, tomorrow, next Tuesday? Should they be ranking as many candidates as they can possibly stand? Or if there's someone they really like, is there a strategic advantage to only ranking one candidate? Sure. I think the, the thing to remember, and, and I, we all understand why candidates and campaigns um, you know, Im- implement a strategy, because that's how they're trying to get to whatever their win number is, however many votes they need to win. I think the important thing for the voters to remember is that whether they vote strategically in terms of only using one of their five choices or whether they use all five of their choices, it's really up to them. And I think that's, that's the key here, is that they have the option to, do, to follow, these, um, uh, follow the strategies of these campaigns if that's the, the candidate that they're supporting. Um, or they can really, someone might really like one of those candidates, but decide, you know, I really like this one. I understand that they, that they think the best path is for me to only rank them, but I really do like this other candidate second best. You can still do that. So, I, you know, it's a, it's a very personal decision. AARP does not endorse candidates or, or specific strategies or things like that. I think the, the key is just making sure folks understand that uh, it's up to them. So they can they can only rank three if there are six candidates and, and they don't like three other the other three. So it, it, it does give you that opportunity to make those decisions for yourself. 
I tell you, I think it's a great system, and uh, clearly other municipalities, other states have followed New York's lead. One of the things that I think makes it more confusing is the fact that we have one system for the general election and then one system for every other form of election. And I think it would ease uh, a lot of voters' concerns if they, or allay a lot of voters' concerns, if New York would simply adopt this for the general election as well. But uh, here's to hoping. We'll see. Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, Kevin, what else do people need to know about ranked choice voting when they go to vote in the primary, if they're eligible to vote in the primary and there is a primary in their district? What's the most important thing that you find needs explaining? Sure. Um, I guess I think the most important thing is just understanding how, you know, that that you cannot do five votes for the same person, for example. Um, but I think the second most important thing, and I'm, I'm bringing this up because I don't think we've mentioned this yet, is that ranked choice voting only applies for city races in the primary. And in, on the primary ballot, for some people in this primary election, there are some state races, like state judge races, for example, where ranked choice voting is not in effect. Mm. So we want to make sure people are really looking carefully at their ballots so they know when they have the option to choose up to five candidates and when they need to just pick one. And those instructions should be printed clearly on your ballot. You can always ask the folks, you know, working at the polling place. They're always very helpful. I know I ask them a ton of questions when I go in. Um, So I think that is one of the most important things to remember is that this is a city system. So when it's a state race, uh, you have the old or the uh, more traditional rules of one candidate. That's such an important thing. So people could actually get on the same ballot two elections, one that would have ranked choice voting and one that would not. The important thing is to read the instructions. Absolutely. And in in my district specifically, uh, there is not a primary race for city council on the ballot that I will be drawing. So I only actually have a non-ranked choice option in my primary in my district, but that's going to be different from district to district. And if you go to aarp.org slash NYC votes, uh, we have links to, you know, where to register, where to find your polling place, but also amongst those links, you'll be able to find your sample ballot and see what's going to be on your ballot before you even go in. All right. Uh, well, I uh, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us. Thanks for everything you're doing, educating voters. Kevin Jones, Associate State Director of Advocacy for AARP New York. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. If you want to comment on any portion of our conversation, you're welcome to give me a call. 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. And if you're listening outside of New York and your municipality doesn't have ranked choice voting, it may be something that you want to consider. And at least you now know what it is if your municipality does consider it in the future. So we'll see where that goes. To be continued.